Welcome to the Sounds of the World. We are your hosts, Hillary and Bill. Together, we're going to travel around the world to discover new music, discuss musical topics, and interview fascinating people. Our world is a buffet of music, and it is time to eat. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sounds of the World podcast. Uh, today, we have a very special guest coming to us from all the way from Estonia. He graduated from the Estonian Academy of Music with a degree in comp- music composition, where he studied with Remo Kangro and was later supervised by Jan Ratz. He's also participated in seminars and courses for young composers in Hilversum, uh, Netherlands, Gdansk, Poland, and many more. He's been a member of the Estonian Composers Union since 1994, and since 2001 has been a teacher of music composition and orchestration at the Estonian Academy of Music and Theater. In 2003 to 2004, he was a resident composer of the Estonian National Symphony. His works represented Estonia also in the 1994 UNESCO International Rostrum in Paris. His works have been performed by the Frankfurt Radio Symphony Orchestra, Macau Symphony Orchestra, the Swedish Radio Choir, the Tallinn Chamber Orchestra, and many, many more. His music is often characterized as fragile, gentle, and full of poetic visions. There are many romantic undertones which are subtle, but also technically demanding. Most notably to me are his complex harmonies, timbres, and textures. Today we're going to discover more about the man, his music, and discuss his most recent album, Your Light and Morning. Please welcome Tonu Korvitz. Yay! <laughs> Hello. Welcome. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. I'm very glad to talk with you, um, uh, my dear faraway friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see you again. I saw you in Baton Rouge uh, about, what, two years ago? Oh, yeah. It was such a nice trip and... Uh, I actually like uh, the South very much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all about food. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> totally is. <laughs> Those are my favorite reasons to visit. <laughs> so, so maybe you could give us just a little bit. Uh, I kind of briefly rushed over your musical background, but um, where, how did you get into music? Are you from a musical family? Yes. Um, mm. I, I grew up in a musical family. My my grandfather was a musician, a, a, um, a composer, and um, um, a professor in in music academy. And also my father, who has been working as a professional arranger now, and he's still working and is uh, still in a very good uh, shape and and arranging all kind of different music and. Um, my father has uh, three brothers, and actually, they were the first beat musicians here in in Estonia, rock musicians. Oh so wow! So it, it was a very a, a bit different 
um, musical background I had in here at home in, in my childhood. So we didn't hear maybe Beethoven or Mozart so much as we heard maybe, I don't know, Bee Gees and uh, the Osmonds and um, Carpenters and, you know, this kind of good music from the 70s. So this was actually <laughs> my first love in, in music. And uh, uh, I still uh, like and love rock and pop music very much. And I actually mainly maybe even listen to this kind of music. That's awesome. I, I totally mm. do as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but, grew up, uh, yes. Sorry, I grew up listening to the, the music of the 60s and 70s too. Was, Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see. So welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I studied music and probably in my teenage years, I, I started to study composition. And yeah, somehow it attracted me more and more, although I was playing also in the rock band in uh, bass guitar. So, but um, yeah, uh, writing music somehow attracted me, me so much. And then I finished already music academy. And then as my father is an arranger, as I said, I, I uh, worked also as a uh, music arranger very much in, uh, in, in 90s. So this was a very good practice and, and also taught very much empathy or to all genres of music, different kind of music. So it was a very good school for, for me, actually. What is your favorite music to arrange? Or is there like a particular genre that you find is, is more fun to arrange or easier? I can't maybe say a favorite genre. It, it very much depends of, of the music or, or, or the song. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, well, actually one, one rule is always true that you must love the, or like, like the music you are arranging. If you, if you don't like it, then it, it's gonna not work. <laughs> that makes sense. You're gonna do better, better job arranging if you're enjoying it. <laughs> Mainly last, I don't know, 15, 20 years. I don't, I even don't know. I, I, I worked mainly as a, as a composer. Sometimes very seldom I, I do some, some arranging work also, but uh, I'm, I'm now more in, in composing and um, yes. I have some. I have some dreams I want to to write, and I have, I have some things I want to share to people. So that's it. So you played bass, but did you play any other instruments, or you kind of grew from yes, bass? Yes, I, I I studied uh, piano in uh, in music school, and uh, um, Yes, but I also studied bass guitar uh, a bit. And uh, as I said, I played uh, in, in a band. And uh, later when I was uh, a student in music academia, I sometimes made gigs with a, with a, with a band um, and, and played bass. But I, I also play keyboards. And now recent, maybe 10, 15 years, I've been playing also a bit mandolin and guitar and all kind of stringed in instruments. So. Yes. Wow. That's quite the rep. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Were you always interested in composing or is it something that 
you're, you discovered as you were arranging, you're like, oh, I wonder if I could put my own ideas on things. Uh, how would I say? You know, arranging, as I said, it was a very good school. I mean, it, it, the things uh, happened very quickly. Today, you had uh, music which was played on uh, bass, drums, and maybe, uh, um, you know, a combo and a guitar or a keyboard, no vocals even. And then the producer said that tomorrow we have a record session with strings and we need the score for strings of these five songs. You know, all, all were played just with a combo. So it, you had to work very quickly. Today mm -hmm. I'm working with the five arrangements, uh, maybe even, you know, half a night tomorrow to the studio. And immediately next day you hear the result. So that, that was very, very good. It, it uh, teached you a quick reacting. Mm -hmm. you, yeah, there was no time to waste. Yeah. Yeah, kind of um, trial by fire. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I noticed that you have a lot of pieces that include either guitar solo or like guitar and maybe one other instrument. Um, do you find it easier just to write for guitar or uh, is it you're kind of um, just drawn to write for it? Actually, I don't complain. I I love all the instruments and um, you know maybe i ha i have some favorite ones I, I mean i like saxophone i like yeah as you said guitar but there are so much choir music also which i mm. have written so actually i don't choose <laughs> I, 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 whatever you know i'm a music is my master and uh, uh, and I'm a, I'm a soldier in, in music, so whatever order my master gave me, will give me, then I have to figure it out. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. Yeah, that's really powerful. Being devoted to the music, that's great. And so how did you get into writing for choir or voice? Because, I mean, it was it was been really hard for me to get into that. It was a struggle for me. <laughs> uh, well, it... Uh, there are maybe maybe two things. Um, one is that uh, here in, in Tallinn, the, the city where I'm living, the capital of Estonia, we have two very good uh, bands, if I can say. One is Tallinn Chamber Orchestra, which consists mainly of strings, but they sometimes, you know, take some woodwinds also if they play Mozart or Haydn, whatever. But mainly, with, with, with string, uh, strings, a uh, chamber orchestra. And uh, yeah, they are, they are very good. Uh, and the second is Estonian Philharmonic Chamber Choir. And they are as good, they, are, they have both Grammys, Grammy Awards, and uh, they are really very flexible, you know, my best mu musical friends. So I, I have, worked with, with them pretty much. And uh, this is a kind of musical friendship, mm. which, I, uh, which I have enjoyed very much. And somehow I found also that um, this um, two polarities, uh, human voice and strings, 
they somehow um, suit me very well. And, and, you know, they blend this kind of harmonics, which, which I just adore and, and, I, and I love. can do things together, but they can also have this um, polarities. Uh, they can yeah, change colors. You can do everything with, with, uh, with, with this. So somehow I have found that this is one of my favorite, um, favorite uh, colors in music, human voice and, and strings. Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool, especially, you know, we're talking about how your strings and your voices so cohesively intermix and create these gorgeous timbres. It's, I, I just love it. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. Well, what can I say? <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, the more I write music, I tend to, uh, to follow the rule that uh, less is more. You don't need all this kind of fancy big orchestras and you know, if you go to a, a, a concert of contemporary music of symphony orchestra, then when already when you enter the, the concert hall, you, you can be sure that um, there is a huge set of percussion instruments in back back and that's very cool i mean i don't say anything bad about that but somehow i i feel that i don't need so so much percussion instruments for me timpani is enough a beethoven size orchestra that's that's all i all i need i i don't need so 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 big orchestra that's so refreshing to hear you say that because I think a lot of, um, well, Bill and I are both composers. And when I was in my schooling, um, especially in America, I was, you know, they're constantly encouraging younger composers, like write with these big powerhouse orchestras and use every percussion instrument in the, that you can find in your handbook. And as, mm -hmm. as a composer, I just felt totally overwhelmed. I was like, I don't need, like, I, I can identify with exactly. your sentiment because mm -hmm. I was like, if I can write really well for one, it'll mean so much more for exactly. something not yes. worth listening to with everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I love write to, to a solo instrument. No, I'm not talking about piano, but whatever. Trumpet, violin, cello, saxophone, clarinet. I mean, you can already imagine how the player comes alone to the stage and um, and you you feel this energy so this is something very special just one player and what he or she will do and what kind of music you you will write to 
to this instrument. That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, it's, it is like Hillary was saying, it is refreshing to hear, you know, it's okay to write smaller, <laughs> you know, <We're>, yes. <laughs> you think that's that true. Writing for smaller ensembles has made it easier for your music to be performed. Don't know about that, but uh, one one thing I'm I'm sure I like this kind of standard um, ensembles. I like string quartet, piano trio, string orchestra. You know, the things which the the ensembles you you can meet in every town. Mm -hmm. But uh, if if I have to write to an ensemble, you know, consisting of so many different instruments and you know piccolo and tuba and then three harpsichords and uh, a big drum <laughs> um, it sounds pretty cool but you know i already have a feeling that okay this piece will be played just once <laughs> 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 there are composers who love doing this kind of weird things and it's also very cool so every everybody has to follow his or her own voice and you know her desire what what he or she wants to do yeah absolutely so one of the the things that i really enjoyed about listening to your light morning was the thin beautiful like these delicate textures that you pull and i'm like he i know he's working with massive forces because he's got the choir he's got the strings there's everything in that piece and I was just, I was so struck by just how, I mean, you're just on the edge of your seat listening to this tiny sound and it's just absolutely beautiful and totally enough for that space. Um, I don't know, that technique just totally floored me. I was, I was in awe. I was sobbing in my kitchen listening this morning. <laughs> uh, I see. <laughs> uh, well, some, some things just, you know, um, comes to you and uh, uh, the things are also in the air. The, the piece you are talking now about, um, you are the light and morning, it's actually a piece written in Italian and uh, on okay. a text on an um, Italian poet, Cesare Pavese. He was one of the biggest poets in the first half of 20th century in, in Italy. And uh, he was very talented, very sensitive, very creative poet, very, also very respected, but also very unhappy man. So all, all his sadness and melancholy, he, he put into his, his poems. And these poems are so um, original and so have so large, large and symbolistic meaning. He writes very much about nature and the processes in nature, about river, about river singing and uh, river stream bringing the voices of the keyed people to, to him. There is so much, you know, although his life ended in a very tra tragical way, he, there is a, such a um, love to, to life and, and to, to living in his poems that uh, it immediately somehow attracted my, my, um, 
my, my senses and and I felt that I want to write something on on his poems. That this is so so good, cool and so different. Yeah, I you know listening to it, I immediately thought of. I mean, it sounds weird to say, but kind of like the marshlands of uh, maybe Scotland or something, the very lowlands, uh, mm-hmm. and how there seems to be kind of like, you know, you could view it as like this dark mood, but at the same time, there seems to be like always like a glimmer of light and hope. It is, yes, always. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, maybe it's the, it's 2020 rubbing off on everything I think of, but you know, <laughs> it's like, there's always a little bit of light in everything in 2020, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my most recent composition is actually called Hope, and it's uh, written on a poem of uh, Emily Dickinson. Oh, okay. So it's, um, yes, yeah, so something we, we all have been thinking about this year and <laughs> yes that's a theme we desperately need this year <laughs> yes so what is hope um what is this piece for uh it's a, it's actually a short piece i i just wrote it i have next week um uh, a concert here we still have concerts here but you know oh. it's uh um, half half full halls and you know you you have to wear the mask and and so on but uh, we, we still have a concert life here, and I have a concert recital of, of, of my music, and there are younger players playing my music who are now, you know, in, in their 20s and have just finished the music academy, but, but they are very good. I, I think the best young players here in Estonia. And there is a piano trio and, and one young, young singer, and they're going to perform some of my music for piano, cello, and, uh, and violin. I have three duos for, for piano and violin. And, and so I, I wrote a, a new song for piano trio and uh, mezzo-soprano. And this oh, is beautiful. The, the hope. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's such a... I love that combination of the piano trio and the mezzo. Oh yeah, yeah. and Emily Dickinson, of course, she's one of my favorite poems poets. Um, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how do you go about setting the words for your your poetry from the poetry to the music? Because I always find that's like one of my hardest things. You know, you you must find a good friend who is a poet. Okay. I've heard this before. <laughs> that's that's so easy, and you know, I I have a such a, a good creative uh, friendship with one of the mo- actually she is the the most famous poet here in Estonia, Doris Koreva, who has written so many lyrics for for my music, and I have um, put her poems also in, into my music, so. We have worked uh, last years as a, uh, you know, like Elton John and Bernie Topan. <laughs> <laughs> so, and every time, you know, I want to discuss something or, or need an under advice, whatever about Emily Dickinson, actually she'd, she'd send me this um, hope poem 
Oh, okay. I, I didn't I didn't know that. And uh, or William Blake or mm-hmm. Emily Bronte, she she always helps me. So we have a very good friendship. Very cool. So it I need to make more friends with poets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it helps to to know or to talk with somebody that goes, oh, this is what you do. Yeah. <laughs> or, you need to you need to read this. <laughs> uh, sorry to go back to hope that hope is being performed by young performers. You know, um, I know, especially in like Western classical music, there's this big push in America about, you know, how it's overrun by, you know, dead white guys and mm-hmm. uh, that the concert hall has become stiffy mm-hmm. and uh, out of place with modern society. I mean, how, what, how do you guys, in Estonia and I think Europe just overall help progress classical music to young population. Yes, um, well, musical culture here in Estonia it is very rich and we have this huge singing celebration already for 150 years. So this is like after every four years, people will come together and and sing one two three days, and uh, and the choir usually consists of uh, like thirty thousand people singing. Wow! And um, and maybe the audience is like seventy thousand. So all all together in one venue, we we have a huge gigantic venue here in in, in the city. So there are 100,000 people together, but Estonian population is just 1.3 million. Wow. So almost every 10 uh, of, of our population is there in, in this celebration, either singing or, or listening. And, and others, of course, listen and, and watch this from a TV program. So it's, it's, it's ha- have been, yeah, here in a very important place and, uh, and music and, and singing and musical culture, if, if we look um, uh, famous uh, conductors, Jarvi family and, um, and uh, composers like Parth and, and Tormis and, and so on. It's a, it's a yeah, a rich musical culture. I'm, I'm very happy and I'm very proud. Yeah, I mean, I think they're Estonia is proud of you too, considering how many uh, like cultural cultural awards you've won. Uh, looking through your your awards and things, and um, do you see yourself kind of maybe you don't see yourself, but is it um, you feel like you might be kind of a musical ambassador in a way for Estonia? These are these kind of things a composer can't decide himself. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, it doesn't work this way that tomorrow I wake up and I decide to be a musical ambassador. <laughs> right. <laughs> Today's the day! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, you just have to, to do what, what, you, what you love and what you want to do and you have to serve music. I mean, you don't expect that music will serve you. You're just, you know, as I said already, you are, you are just a soldier. 
and 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 if you do things and if you do it with love and um, with, with with respect, then you know somebody probably will will hear it and and maybe you know find find something comfort or or inspiration or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's that's the aim of a composer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you grow up? in Estonia while it was still at the USSR? Yes. Uh, it all collapsed when I was like in my early 20s. Okay. So I, I spent my childhood, yes, in a, in a Soviet regime, yes. How did your life change when you went, what that was to, you know, a more, how this Estonia is now? I mean, I know that it's been, uh, for some places it was quite difficult. I don't know, I don't know, unfortunately much about the Estonia issue with uh, the Soviet blocs, but being at 20, I mean, I was, I'm curious to see how, uh, did your life change much? Was it very drastic? Was it something kind of trickle system or what? (laughs) Yes, it, uh, yeah, it was a big change for society. So actually, you know, it was a totally different system and uh, everything was different and suddenly it was a uh, it was a freedom freedom of everything so you could go everywhere and you could say everything yeah of course it it, it was a big change mm-hmm. for everybody else and also this economical situation it suddenly changed overnight to you know common market so it's uh, yeah mm-hmm. it's it, it was a big change yeah i th- think it would be not that I would I think I'd ever want to participate but just it'd be so interesting you know how things have worked out from there (laughs) Mm -hmm. not to be weird but (laughs) yes um have you done other work with other ensembles in America yes yes very much yeah I think I've been in the states probably 15 times or, or, or so. I haven't counted. But I worked very, very much also in, in southern Mississippi. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, uh, I have a very good friendship with um, uh, Dr. Gregory Fuller, who works in, in, in the university and, and has a very good choir. And, and he has performed my music very much uh, all, all over the States. And we had a concert of... Um, uh, Moorland Elegies in, in Carnegie Hall last year. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, I, I worked with some choirs also in, in, in New York City and um, also in, in the West in, in Washington State, in, in Bellingham. Oh, okay. So, yes. So, yeah, I have very many good friends in, in America. Always love to come back to to the states. I somehow <laughs> love it. It's well, the places are so different. Um, the South is different. New York City is something totally different. I've been in Ohio. This is you know something different. And then Washington states or or, or Portland, Oregon. This mm-hmm. they all are so different. But somehow I, I love the country and and also people. Can't wait. To all, all this end and to to come back. Yes, <laughs> I think my favorite uh, favorite city is probably New Orleans. I love this city. I love New Orleans. <laughs> it's, 
it's this is so wide. It's yeah. just magical. There's an energy there. The first time I went to New Orleans, I was there for like four days and I, I think I slept seven hours total. Like I should have had, you know, 30 hours of sleep and I had seven. <laughs> Why I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> buzzing. <laughs> yeah, New Orleans is amazing, especially like you can feel that energy as you're getting closer to it. Yeah. Really cool. <laughs> You, you can smell it already. <laughs> yeah. All the days and the coffee and the crawfish. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's cool um, how, like you were saying, there's so many different parts to America. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I definitely love that. Even in, you know, I live currently outside of Houston, but going from Houston to, you know, Dallas or San Antonio, it's mm -hmm. like entering a whole new country almost. You see, yeah, yeah. And it's always fun to, like when we were in Europe and we talked to people and they were like, oh, it's just a, you know, it's not that far from each other, right? And it's like, well, actually, if you wanted to go to <laughs> San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, Montana, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm close to Yellowstone National Park. I say close, but oh. it's like three uh -huh. hours away. People are like, oh, I don't know if I would drive three hours to go. And I'm like, oh, that's actually really close. I know I can't wait for everything to end. And I want to travel more around Europe. And mm -hmm. just such a rich musical, mm -hmm. such colorful musicians over there. I, just, I can't wait to go back. <laughs> and so you have the performance of Hope coming up this week next or? Uh, uh, next week yes uh, two concerts uh, on on friday and on saturday and actually i'm i'm also now working already i have worked like 3 months on a, on another big piece for choir and strings and and this time it will be in in, in estonia so i had a an idea of three big works for for this uh, uh, combination. The first one was Moorland Elegies. So you can listen in, in Spotify. And uh, the second one was now this Sei la luce il mattino, this um, Italian uh, work by, on the lyrics of uh, Cesare Pavese. And the third one is now an uh, Estonian piece. It's called um, The Sound of the Wings. And actually it's... Um, very much connected to the uh, to, to Amelia Earhart. Oh, so okay. Some, oh. Somehow, yes. Um, uh, my my uh, good friend um, Doris Koreva, she wrote this text, and it's it's about her very much, and it's about flying, and you know, it's uh, also a, a universal. Uh, subject in in this text uh, which talks about dreaming 
overall and uh, what you can and courage and everything you know what what humankind needs actually every day every every minute so it's a very i would even say it's a very romantic text and i'm just um, on, on the half with this work so the, the premiere would be in june here in in tallinn so I have some time to, to work with this piece, but, but I love the, the idea and, and the text very much. That sounds amazing. And I feel like, you know, along with hope, these are, these are themes that we desperately need <laughs> for, for, you know, the, not only the pandemic, but just, as you said, general, general being a human, we all need courage and the hope and to dream and very cool. And you said that would be in June? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, hopefully okay okay cool we'll have to share that <laughs> yeah yeah definitely let us know we'll be happy to post mm -hmm. things about that too. i will i will yes yeah i mean i i'm just kind of shocked at how you can set in what uh italian estonian and english uh, oh, I have, I have also works in Icelandic, Swedish, uh, Russian, uh, Latin, uh, what else? Yeah. Do you, do you <laughs> uh, uh, or... <laughs> Ce Ce Celtic, so everything. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> do, you, do you speak a little bit of all of these languages? Or... Uh, I speak just uh, Estonian, English a bit, uh, mm -hmm. Russian, and Finnish also. Wow. Because Finnish language is very close to Estonian. That's amazing. But here, it's a, it's a you know, we, we are a small nation. We have to speak also mm -hmm. other languages. And, you know, I don't speak so so well English as, as my daughters do. They are so <laughs> good. They read read in, in English and, and they, their English is much better than mine. And that's amazing. Do you find it, it, how, how do you feel about setting texts in other languages? Do you like translate word for word or get a feel or talk to a native speaker or how do you go about setting texts? Yes, uh, of course. Yeah. Well, well, this Italian text, I had so many advisors, Italian and, and, and friends and, and, you know, it was something, it was, you know, a uh, finger of fortune because this year, when I was working with this long uh, one-hour piece, which was which was in, in Italian, I'm working also in in music academy, and I had four students from Italy, so I could choose who wow. <laughs> who is the best one, who which one suits for me for advising this. <laughs> <laughs> so I was very lucky, and yeah, so one of my students, Davide, Davide. Umbrella. He helped me very much with uh, with Italian, and, and so uh, I always ask somebody to to read it, uh, and then I record it. And you know, you must get into this um, uh, into this music of language, mm -hmm. orism, accent, everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the yeah. inflection is so important to, to master. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm just in awe <laughs> of how many languages that you 
you've taken on. Very cool. <laughs> and how is teaching at the academy now, like with during COVID? Do you guys have to do it virtually or? Uh, actually, we, we had a normal life until a few weeks ago. Then it changed because the situation got worse here. Uh, okay. So two last weeks I've been working with, um, I've been making lectures with, uh, with uh, Zoom. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> this is, of course, funny because, you know, last, last lesson actually it was a lesson about percussions. And then I took my telephone to the percussion class and, you know, turned the camera to the other side. And I was, you know, making a film like Stanley Co Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny and you know uh, as you don't see anybody so you, you turn a bit crazy and suddenly I noticed that uh, this percussion player she's playing these uh, slide bells and I'm I'm singing jingle bells jingle bells <laughs> and then I suddenly oops I'm a this is a lecture of music I'm a professor <laughs> <laughs> somehow we are you know. wait a minute <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. It's fun. It's it's funny. I mean, you know, <laughs> and uh, and then in the very end, some of my students said that it was a pretty funny lecture today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did that for you. <laughs> that was on purpose. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And how about at least being on the composers union in Estonia? And how, how I'm just curious about how that works because I mean I don't know if we have a union here. <laughs> There's no equivalent for that in Montana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, it's uh, just a society, and uh, if you need some some help or some advice or you know, sometimes also gathered together, and uh, sometimes so we we are having. Um, you know, trips out of town and um, talking to each other and, you know, spending some, some time with, with other composers. So mm -hmm. it's, it's fun. But, you know, we all, all composers, we are like lonely wolves because, you know, mm -hmm. we do our work, work alone and um, you are your own master. You nobody, yeah. I mean, you must, you must have a discipline. To, to handle this, I mean, you, you can't wait for inspiration for half a year and, you know, <laughs> no time oh, yeah. to waste. It's true. It's very true. Yeah, it's a hard lesson mm -hmm. to learn. And so who were your big inspirations? Mm, well, as I, I said, I, I, I grew up in a in a different musical background so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think the main inspiration were were the music of 80s all okay this all these bands who came in the 80s and you know it was so different um, different styles different genres i mean it was this kind of time when um, punk music uh, already had, had had stopped and then there there came so many kind of new wave bands. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You two, the Peshmoz, the police, yeah. which I which I all liked very much. And uh, uh, yeah, so it, it was a very interesting um, 
musical musical venue in, in the 80s. And, you know, some of these bands, like, I don't know, Duran Duran, they, they looked so cool. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> and, you know, I wanted to be as cool as, as they are. Right. <laughs> well, Heck yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was also some, something different. And um, yeah, I think they inspired me so much. And later, of course, yeah, came so, so many good, inspiring music. I mean, from, from classical area, talking about Ravel or Debussy or, or Mahler, Sibelius, these are all my favorites. Mm. Yeah, I'm always interested to see who is like an inspiration to people uh, just because there's it's such a wide variety and there's so much to listen to. So, mm-hmm. And I think there's that yeah. stigma to write classical music that you're only listening to classical music. And I'm like, I was actually a huge Beatles fan and my dad loved you too. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I grew up <laughs> with Ozzy Osbourne blaring. <laughs> so that was right. my alarm clock. <laughs> I like yeah. Radiohead very much. Yes. Okay. Yes. From contemporary rock bands. Somehow, you know, they, what they are doing with sounds and soundscapes and uh, harmonies and, you know, compositions, this is very interesting. I always, mm. I can't wait always to, to listen to their new music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I always found songs like, uh, what is it, Burn the Witch and... Um, Oh, there's a bunch of other, there's a couple other ones that really inspired me in, uh, from Radiohead that I just can listen to on repeat forever. <laughs> Is it 15 Step? That one's one of my favorites. I'm sorry? Oh, I said, I think it's called 15 Step. I can't remember if that's right, but that's one of my favorites. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, there are so many good songs like Exit yeah. Music for, for a film and uh, a yeah. Pyramid Song and. Uh, yeah, oh, I love, love pyramid song. Yes, sure. I it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I used to test my RL skills students with pyramid song, like find <laughs> the beat, and they'd all be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> they use very, very strange and uh, unexpected rhythmic patterns also in their music. So mm-hmm. this is very cool. Very fresh, fresh to mm-hmm. listen to. Another one of my favorites, Synchronicity. Uh, synchronicity, uh, Police? By, yeah. yeah, by the police. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's a cool song. I love this energy when yeah. it starts. It's so cool, I mean. Immediately captures you. Oh, definitely. Well, this has been so much fun to, to get to know you and sit and chat with you and hear about your 80s inspirations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was yeah, fun, fun, and so nice to talk with you. And yes, thank and, you and, so and much. And good luck. And I hope to, I hope to see you in in real life very soon. Yeah. Oh, as soon yes. as possible. <laughs> Absolutely. This is so much fun to sit down and talk with you. And oh, your your method, your approach to composition is so inspiring. And like I said, as your I listened to your music today, it brought me to tears. And I'm I'm just so excited to listen to more and see what else you come up with. And, Thank you thank for you. sitting down with us today. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. 
Thanks for listening to the Sounds of the World podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. There are links to everything in the episode description and also on our website. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sounds of the World. To show support for Sounds of the World podcast, please join our Patreon, where you can have access to our after-party discussions with guests, discounted merchandise, and even more. If you have any questions, answers, or episode suggestions, please email us at soundsoftheworldpodcast at gmail.com. Well, Bill, I think I'm going to go have a beer now. Hey, there you go.